As you board, please move across your car to make room for everyone and kindly offer available seating to those needing special assistance. If you're standing, please hold on to the handrails and stay clear of the doors. They will be closing in a moment. Thank you. Welcome to another episode of Disney Assembled. I'm Troy. And I'm Mimi. And we are your happy little father-daughter podcast, here to create joy and share our love for all things Disney. Disney Assembled is sponsored by our patrons over on Patreon. If you would like to join them, check out patreon.com slash disneyassembled or our website, disneyassembled.com. Click on that Patreon button. I'll send you right to that link to sign up. Absolutely. Please do that. Membership starts as little as $2 a month. And with that $2, you get access to all, all the exclusive patron-only content. And that's how you get extra Disney, Disney magic. We're actually recording this episode uh, on February 25th, 2024. We just recorded episode 210. This is episode 211. And this is the second part of a Disney Assembled double header, a double feature. Heck yeah. A double feature this week because, well, again, and if you listen to 210, uh, I was sick. And we didn't record last week, and now I am good enough to record. And uh, but, so we were like, we, we can't just skip a week. We need to do something special for our people who are out there listening to us every week, all the time. And this is what we came up with, a double feature. Heck yeah. Yeah. So this is the second of a double feature of recordings today, episode 211. All right. Yeah. So the topic this week, or this episode per se, is... My, my Mimi's take on the Walt Disney World rides with the best soundtracks and Papa's going to add some commentary on it. We're just going to talk about it a little bit. I created this list for Magic of the Mouse News, but unfortunately, as we mentioned in the last episode, Magic of the Mouse News is closing down. So Bill was unable to publish this um, article. So I've decided to turn it into an episode. Yeah. So it's good stuff. Yeah. And this will just give you guys a sense of some of the things that News writing, but you can see the articles on magicandmousenews.com. I don't think the website is going anywhere. No, it's not. But, but Magic and Mouse Radio, the radio station that we were a part of, is is going to be sunsetting here at the end of, um, of February. Taking a pause. So, yeah, um, I just think we should jump right into it because all the things that we need to talk about, we talked about in the other episode. So if you're looking for a life update, go check out episode 210. Yeah, do that. Uh, but we would be remiss. We would be doing our listeners a... a a disfavor. Disservice. Is that a word? A disservice? Disservice. Not a disfavor. A disservice. If we didn't bring that extra smile to their face. So the Disney magic also includes the Disney dad joke of the week. Yes, it does. And we had a Disney dad joke in episode 210, even though we just recorded it. We do have a dad joke for episode 211. Mm-hmm. It's amazing how fast people didn't send anything in. So we didn't, <laughs> we haven't had time to read any of your comments yet because, you know, the episode right before this hasn't been published right <laughs> any sooner than this episode so uh, we do have a disney dad joke of the week we get to the main topic of the week and we'll have a disney trivia question yeah, we have we'll a second a disney trivia, trivia question so it's a double feature on all those things that you love about disney assembled 
coming at you right now. All right, Mimi, are you ready for the Disney Dad Joke of the Week? Yes. All right, Disney fans, it is time for this week's Disney Dad Joke of the Week. Oh, boy. Mimi. You know, the, the little mermaid, Ariel. Ariel? Her, Ariel. What did I say? Ariel? Yeah. I said it like Sebastian. Ariel. Okay, anyway. Um, you know, she has sisters. And you actually know her sisters' names. I know the sisters' names, too. Atina, Alana, Adela, Aquata, Arista, and Adrina. I know that because I'm reading them off my phone. Um, but, you know, her sisters saw how happy she was marrying Eric, a human. Mm-hmm. They saw that. They were a little skeptical of the human-mermaid relationship thing. Right. But they saw how well it worked out for Ariel. And they got curious. And they were like, well, wait a minute. If she can be so happy marrying a human, perhaps we, her sisters, should should do the same. Don't we deserve to be happy? Don't they deserve to be happy too? Right. They should. But they didn't want to marry a prince. Right. They all thought someone a little bit more down to earth, a little bit more, you know, real was better for them. Mm -hmm. And as a collective group, they all decided they wanted to marry fishermen. Okay. Not princess. They wanted to marry Fishman. Right. Uh, so they began online dating. Oh, yes. Get it? I did get they're, it. They're mermaids. They live in the water and the fishermen put lines in yes. the water to catch fish. I get it. All right. That's funny. That is this week's Disney Dad Joke of the Week. Well, it's actually this episode's. Second. This week's second. That's right. Disney this dad is this episode's week. Disney Dad Joke of the Week. If you have a dad joke of Disney variety, just like we said last episode, you want us to consider using it at DisneyAssembled at gmail.com or message us. At Disney Assembled, Facebook, Instagram, Twixter, whatever okay. we can call it, and TikTok. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. So Let's I'm jump really in. excited to jump into this topic because Walt Disney World music is something that I feel very passionately about. Um, I think it's a key ingredient to the experience. Um, and I think people barely notice it. And then you take a step back and it's like, oh, well, Happily Ever After is very popular in the Festival of Fantasy and the Fantastic music. It's critical music. to the storytelling. It's critical to the storytelling. It's The park is literally crawling with audio um, that just adds magic to your day. Is that why um, they call it an uh, earworm? Yes. So it's crawling with audio? Yes. Um, <laughs> hey, extra dad jokes. <laughs> I've talked about this before, but I really like the Tomorrowland ambiance music and the Sunset Boulevard music too. Um, But I I think that people tend to overlook the music that's in the actual rides. And I'm talking more about instrumental music. Everybody knows, you know, it's a pirate's life for me. You know, um, everybody knows the rock and roller coaster because it's just Aerosmith music. Um, So I'm, I'm talking specifically about the instrumental music that adds to this. And this topic, you know, grew out of our trip in January because I was mm-hmm. on Tron and I was like, this, this is sick. This is adding to my experience. And I, it made me take a step back and like sort of, you know, reflect on the music right. and the rides that I may or may not have noticed. And before. some of the things you may have picked are sort of the unconventional Definitely. pieces, right? Because this is from your pick, right? This isn't based on any objective no, data. This no is objective. all, this is subjective Mimi uh, data. Yeah. So I just the best kind. Them. I initially had 10, but then I took it down to eight. And I'll mention the two that I took off the list. So coming in at number eight, just sort of jumping right in, is the Soren soundtrack. It's a classic. People talk about the Soren music a lot. It's got this calming but adventurous moment, and it guides you around the world or around California. Um, the music just sort of sits heavy in your stomach, and it leaves you with this wow factor. It's got these like pseudo-futuristic 
mellow violins, mellow trumpets. Um, it's good. The, the soaring music, I think, is very recognizable, mm-hmm. which is why it's at number eight. What do you I think? I love the soaring music. Uh, I think this is good job, pal. All right. I think this is a great one to pick. I think the music is critical to the storytelling of Soren. It is one of my favorite pieces of Disney music. I could listen to the Soren music on loop. Right. At least twice. Right. right. So, yeah, I, I don't have much to say. I think this is a great pick for, you know, the, the music in the rides to help uh, with the storytelling. And I think what's what's so critical about the Soren soundtrack specifically is that it doesn't have any actual dialogue audio. The entire story is told through the music and through the audio. Um, and I guess through the 4D experience um, that sometimes works and sometimes doesn't. Is it really 4D? Well, sometimes they do like the music. Yeah. Um, or not the music, it's the water. It's not 3D. It's not a 3D thing. No, it's like they do like the water like, spray or whatever. Yeah, and like maybe. the cold yeah, air. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, I think the music crescendos when you're going up and it gets louder when you're, you know, in a dangerous spot and it gets softer when you're in a softer spot. Um, so, yeah, cool. that's why I think it's very interesting. Awesome. What's next? The next one is definitely unconventional. And um, it is also in um, Epcot in the Land Pavilion. I've got Living with the Land. Um, living with the Land is appreciated by Disney locals, not as much by first time visitors. And, you know, from the actual attraction, from the actual attraction dialogue, I don't have a whole lot to say, but the pan flute at the very end when you're getting ready to board off and it's like, do, 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 it sounds like the way earth looks. And I wrote this, I wrote that down actually. And, um, it's upbeat. It's fun. It's funky. It's perfect for the attraction. Super underrated. I think living with the land is the Epcot people mover. I think of it as the Epcot people mover. A hundred percent. Yes. It is the slow, relaxing, somewhat long uh, attraction that is usually not a long wait, um, but has a real big following. Right. And some people love living with the land. Some people don't like living with the land, which is fine. I don't I don't understand those people, but I enjoy living with the land. I enjoy the people moving. I think that. People, the the music for living in the land often gets overlooked because it's so visually stimulating, right? Because you're looking at right. the, the the things that are growing and and all that cool stuff. But yeah, I agree with you. If you stop and you pay attention to how the music is adding to the story of living with the land, it's an really really important piece. And like so I'm glad you put that on are there. Like fire. Uh, well, flutes of fire. They're so good. It's so underrated. I think it's underrated, and that's why I consider living with the land the the uh, Epcot's people mover. Heck right? yeah. So there you go. All right. What's next on the list? So coming in at number six, we're going to jump over to Animal Kingdom for Everest. Um, while Everest, the roller coaster doesn't have audio on it outside of the um, roaring of the Yeti, the queue and the area surrounding Everest has this really, really pretty um, Nepali music or like Nepali-esque music, Nepali-inspired music. And it, it reminds me of the mountain. I think it, it very much captures the, ever, the essence of what Everest is. It's sort of mysterious. It's eerie, but it's also very beautiful and elegant. Um, and I don't think it it matches the vibe of the ride, but it it picks it pins down the area to a very specific vibe, a very specific sound, a very specific feel. And I think that it's it does its job very well for what it is. 
well, it helps trans, uh, it, it helps transport you in as many ways as possible out of animal kingdom and into actual the Himalayan area. Right, right? into Nepal. Right. So the music, and of course it's decorated beautifully, the, the queue gorgeous, and everything yeah. else. So I think it just, again, it helps immerse you in this fact that you are now, you have left Orlando and you're getting ready to climb this mountain and interact yeah. with the Yeti. So I, you know, you I'm the right chicken. The, I can't, I can't speak yeah. to it, but I've watched uh, POV videos and I know that it's there. And I would agree with you. I think again, unconventional choice, but a great one. Yeah. So, yeah I, that was the word I was looking for immersion. It's very, very immersive into the world. And well, you know, like I said, it doesn't, I don't think it matches entirely. It does still have that mysterious eerie feel, you know, like for first time writers, they don't know what they're getting into. And the music sounds like that feeling. And I think that that um, is very creative on the Disney um, creativity part. Okay. Coming into number five is another classic one that I think people, you know, are very aware of. And I've got Space Mountain. Okay. So my take on the Space Mountain music is that it's not just the coaster music. It's also the cute music. Um, the switchback, the last switchback in uh, Walt Disney World, the music has been pumped in. It's like synthesized. It's almost alien-like. It's known as the Star Tunnel theme, if you want to look it up. And it has, to me, I think it's very playful. It's very anticipatory. It's very futuristic-y. And I think it is perfect to get you pumped up for your journey through space. And then as for the ride itself, the Space Mountain on track music is very 80s, very upbeat, energetic, very synthesized, very jazzy, funky, and you know, up you're going up, down, sideways. Um, and the music is perfectly crafted to enhance that experience. And what I like about the on track soundtrack is that it's not necessarily it doesn't sound like spacey. Does that make sense? It's it's very like upbeat rock like na 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 yeah like it's not it's not necessarily like you know what i'm saying i know i do i do i hear you yeah i've been on space mountain and i agree with you i think again people don't mention the music on space mountain very much as part of the immersiveness of it but i would agree with you i think this is another a great choice of how music is enhancing the experience and immersing you into the story that they're trying to tell through the ride system. So yeah, good stuff. I, I think you're doing a great job of pulling out things that maybe people wouldn't have picked as part of sort of that great immersive storytelling piece for the music. So yeah, Space yeah. Mountain, I'm all for it. Go for it. Yep. Do you maybe want to introduce the next one? It breaks the rule of the instrumental music, but... Which is the next one? This one, number really four. really small and my glasses are struggling to pick it up. It's number four. Number four, all right. It breaks the rule of the instrumental, but it's just... It's so perfect. It oh, had to be mentioned one. on the list. Yeah. So now that I can read it, I love this one. It's one of my favorites. This is one of my favorites. Disney songs it is creeping up near the top of my top 10 Disney songs. And we should be doing Disney songs. Oh, we should. Top 10 thing. Yeah. Uh, but this one, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Nothing can stop us now. Nothing can stop us now. Right, right. So, right. so I love this song. It is so cute. It is so upbeat. It is so fun. It totally encapsulates the story of Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Um, everything from Pluto trying to get the picnic basket to Mickey and Minnie just trying to have a quiet day in the park. And of course, Goofy un un unknowingly, right? Because he doesn't even realize he's messed the whole thing up. Um, he's goofed right. it up. He's goofed it up. So yeah, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. I love this 
I think the music in this one is is really great. I'll just love it. So we have a parody of it in our family that Papa came up with. There's a we're not going to sing it on the show. No, there's a PG thirteen version. There's a a G version, and it goes nothing can stop us now except this family standing in the exit. Right, right, right. Move out the way. We want to go get in line somewhere, and it just it's really fun. Anyway, we just keep going. We just make it up. It's all improv. It's all improv. It can be and that's a kind version depending on how cranky we are. Right, we're hungry. We are. We're cranky. We need some food. Right, and then that those lyrics change a little bit. So yeah, Mickey Minnie's Runaway Railway. I just think it's a perfect theme song for the perfect picnic short that you watch as the pre-show going into the ride. I. I think it embodies the characters of Mickey, Minnie, Goofy, and Pluto, if that makes any sense. I think it sounds like the way those characters act. Um, it has that soft, sentimental honor tone to it. But specifically what gets me about this song, and it's my favorite part about the song, and it's why I decided to break my rule, is the finale. When you're in that last room where Mickey is playing the ukulele and they're singing it to wish you goodbye. And then the choir, the choral sound, the the, you know, the orchestra music um, swells up and it gets very grand and very nostalgic. And I always leave with chills after hearing that because it it just sort of makes me feel safe and like I'm in Disney World, like I'm at home. This is one of our favorite rides. This has become one of our favorite attractions to do as our last ride of the park and maybe the last ride of our trip. Because, right. I don't know, it just, it really... It's a really special ride for us. It's become really special for us. I know a lot of people love the great movie ride. I remember the great movie ride. A great movie ride was great. Okay. You you can like both of them. Right. You know, so if you're either saying, what about the great movie ride? You can like both of them. It's okay. We, we, we give you permission to like them both. Right. But we, we do love Mickey and Minnie. It's just like, it's something about when that big choir comes at the end and it's like, the stars will be our guide. It's just right, so good. It slows down. and yeah, It's, it's definitely an it's earworm, stuff. but I will welcome it every time. Right. The next one is one that I mentioned at the beginning. The Tomorrowland People Mover. I love the deep, the love that I have. The People Mover soundtrack and the People Mover ambiance and the Tomorrowland beepity boop noises is just, it's so deep and it's so personal to me. I will, it's inviting, it's calm, it's futuristic, it's fun. It's everything anybody would ever want to hear ever is it my it is i think it's a perfect piece of music i think it's i'm just screaming like i don't have enough words in the english language to explain how much i love the people mover people soundtrack. don't think of music when they think of the people mover but there is a soundtrack to it beyond just the narration right there is if you listen there is some instrumental pieces in there right mm-hmm and all throughout Tomorrowland. Right. And so, look, I'm going to do a whole thing at some point, maybe a video. I'd like to do a video for our YouTube channel because I think the tomorrow, the kinetic energy in Tomorrowland is vastly underrated. Uh-huh. You stand in the middle of Tomorrowland and at any one moment you have the speedway going, you can see the Tron light cycles riding through. You got the people mover going around. You've got. The astral astral orbiter twirling. You get people walking around. There's a lot, a lot of kinetic energy in Tomorrowland. And the music and the ambiance music that you pick up on a lot when you're on the people mover is a fantastic sort of complement to all that kinetic energy. I don't think there's another part of the park that does it that way. That has that kind of kinetic energy. Maybe, maybe if you're standing in the right spot near Fantasyland. You can kind of get a glimpse of 
the mind train, maybe with a glimpse of the carousel. And possibly if you turn the opposite way, you might catch a, a Dumbo. But it's not in your line of sight. You can stand no. in Tomorrowland. And it's a lot of people and get a walking lot of stuff. by. Right. right. It's not a whole lot of things that you're looking at. I just think Tomorrowland makes me feel very, very calm. Like I am at Walt Disney World in the way that Mickey and Minnie's makes me feel like I'm at Walt Disney World. It's very, very nostalgic to me. And although it's my favorite or my second favorite, it's only third on this list because I have two more that I think are objectively better. Right. Um, the next one is a ride that you don't particularly care for, but you can appreciate its beauty is Flight of Passage. Um, what I wrote is that it's there's no secret that the Pandora World of Avatar ambiance is incredibly immersive you get the sounds of the plants and the water features and the little creatures and you get to see the floating rocks and you hear the navi and the just everything that inhabits and the the secret cup holder the secret cup holder everything that inhabits pandora has made an appearance in the ambiance of pandora world of avatar and you would expect this same level of immersiveness on that 4d attraction and you 100 get it you get the this deep drum, you get these chants and these ye- and this yelling from the Navi, you get excited horns and a crescendo. Like just, I think the Flight of Passage song is very youthful. And I think it's youthful because riding a banshee is a youthful rite of passage as a Navi, as a person who is Navi. And I think that um, having that sound to the music only like creates that experience for you. And I just think it's absolutely perfect i think the music is so good it becomes physically engaging yeah i i enjoy this listen i don't dislike this attraction when mimi's talking about is i get motion sickness pretty easily on motion simulators which is why i don't do star tours and when i do millennium falcon i'm usually the gunner or the engineer because i can just press the button i enjoy the experience of the of the attraction but if i if i am forced to look at sort of the screen i can have a problem so i can do flight of passage i just keep my eyes mostly closed throughout the thing and it's that defeats the purpose of doing it though what kind of but you get to experience the pre-show and all that stuff which is lots of fun right smell and the sound right but the i agree with you i think the music for flight of passage is in, in the entire area around Pandora is is fantastic storytelling. It really is. I, look, if Disney still, if you and I ever did a meetup with you know the people listening to the show, the people who have shown us, if we did a meetup in the Animal Kingdom, it would have to be at the secret cup at holder. the secret cup holder, right? Because only only true fans of the show can would figure out where is. the secret cup holder is, right? That's you funny. can find the secret cup holder in Pandora and meet us there. Um, and that's where we'll be. But we're not doing that. I just think we're not really announcing that. But if we did, right. we would probably have to do something like that. I just think the Pandora, I think the Pandora ambiance in general is incredibly immersive, but specifically on Flight of Passage, it perfectly accomplishes the goal that music, like the, the role that music plays in an attraction like that is perfectly met by the soundtrack on Flight of Passage. Absolutely. All right, you have one more on the list. You want to recap the ones you've already done before saying your top? Absolutely. I can do my my honorable mentions. Yeah, do your honorable mentions. So at number eight, I had Soren. At seven, I had Living with the Land. Six, I had Everest. Five, I have Space Mountain. Four, I've got Mickey and Minnie's. Three, I've got the Tomorrowland People Mover. Two, Flight of Passage. And then my honorable mentions were um, the Three Caballeros, in Mexican Pavilion, that song is definitely an earworm, but like I said, it's not instrumental. 
So I ended up cutting it, but I had to make an exception for making minis. And then the other one was Spaceship Earth, but the Spaceship Earth music is mostly dialogue and less music. So I ended up taking There's it off. good music in there too. Can I add one to yeah. your list as an honorable mention as of well? Course. I'm going to add Rise of the Resistance. I think the music in general, the ambiance music in Galaxy's Edge is fantastic. I think it really immerses you in there. But for Rise of the Resistance, I know there's so much stimulation going on with the visual and the, and the dialogue and everything. And But there is music. So you're kind of in a movie because if you're if that was an actual movie, there would be music playing in the background, like heroic sort of right. escape music. Right. And there is music playing during Rise of the Resistance. And I love it. I think right. it adds tremendously to the storytelling of Rise of Resistance. So I'm going to add that as Papa's honorable mention into your list but i know you're really excited for the number one on your no, list i'm so excited to talk about this one okay number one on my list of the top Walt disney world rise soundtracks is the tron soundtrack okay i have so much to say on this one here we go so i was able to try it out in january and i was definitely nervous to get on it but by the time the trip ended we had gone on it so many times i had fallen in love with this attraction okay the light cycle run music it's pop rock it's futuristic. It's fun. It's heroic. It's intense. It's adventurous. It's literally everything that the ride is. It has this, we must win this race feeling to it. It engages you on every single level. The beat drops are timed perfectly to when you are rising and falling and it pulls sounds from like sounds and futuristic beep boops from the actual film itself, which I think is an incredible use of your resources. I think it's not only perfect for the attraction, but it's perfect in general. I think the um, ambiance music for the outside queue fits very well within Tomorrowland because Tomorrowland is very 80s synthesizer, beep boop, futuristic, and Tron is very 80s synthesized, futuristic, beep boop, and the music blends into that area of the park, I think, very, very well. But my main, my main point about the Tron music is the dun, 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 right at the very beginning, like right when you get on your light cycle and you come around to your launch and it's going dun, 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 dun. That sounds like how it feels to ride the ride. And you can listen to this, the music. Oh, and I do. And I, I put it on my app. I, put, I downloaded it. I added it to our Apple Music library it's for fantastic. Apple Music. And I listen to it all the time. I, I really enjoy the music for Tron Light Cycle, where you actually get both. You can get sort of the, the, tr- the, the actual ride, the ride on ride and then the, the other music, right? The cue or whatever. It is so yeah. good. If you haven't listened to it or you have... If you've written the ride and didn't pay attention to it or just haven't listened to it at all, I really, really encourage going to listen to it because it just, it's so like, dun, 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 dun. It, it feels like the Indiana Jones music, but like obviously inverse right. of that because it's like futuristic-y and not, you know, archaeology. Good stuff. So yeah, that's my list. All right. So Mimi. Yeah. How could our friends who are listening out there give us their feedback on all this wonderful information you've shared about the music? And the storytelling of Walt Disney World Rides. Yeah. So if you guys have any thoughts or opinions or, you know, anything you want to say, feel free to send us an email, disneyassembled.gmail.com or send us a message on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, all at Disney Assembled. Yeah, you should do that. And you should also give us the answer to this week's second Disney trivia question of the week because we did one in episode 210 that we just recorded. And of course, this is episode 211. This will be coming out 
publishing right around the same time as episode of 210. Mm-hmm. We had a question for last week's show. We're not going to give the answer to that one because we're obviously waiting for people. But you have another thing you can answer. Yes. You can answer last week's or l- last episode's or this episode's or both, right? You get the little clap. So let's give everybody, this is a sample of what you get. If you get it right, you get, you get the little claps. All right. Do you want to read episode 211? Yes. This episode's Disney trivia question yeah. of the week. The second trivia question this week is, in The Little Mermaid, what song does Sebastian sing to set a romantic mood for Ariel and Prince Eric? So, yeah, we had a we had a Little Mermaid themed Disney dad joke of the episode, right, this week. And a Little Mermaid themed trivia question. A Little Mermaid themed trivia question. All right. So we have two questions. Well, one last episode, one this episode this week that you can chime in with an answer on. We want to hear from you. Yeah. DisneySimple.gmail.com or as Mimi said on all the socials, all at Disney assembled. However, yeah. if you want to help us out, what else can they do to help us out? Yeah. They can share the show with their friends and the link to our Patreon, Visadol Whip, T Public, all that fun stuff is on the website DisneyAssemble.com. Go check it out. Yeah, we've we've got the show, we got the stuff, we got the merch. You know, we talked about merch in the last episode. Now we talk about the music. We don't we don't have music. You don't want to hear us play music, and that's okay, right? <laughs> um, you can leave us uh, a rating and review. So on the podcast player you're listening to right now, if you're not subscribed, please subscribe to the show. And if you haven't had an opportunity lately, maybe you've done it already. Maybe you want to do it again. Um, you know, rating and review. Five star, if Heck possible. Yeah. We'd love that. YouTube, we have the channel there. Hit the subscribe button on the YouTube channel. We'd love to hear from you there. And uh, other than that. High five. High five. Good job, ladies Boom. and gentlemen. Thank you guys for bearing with yeah. us on these late episodes and a weird week with Papa being sick. But I hope you guys enjoyed both double feature episodes. That's right. Double feature. I mean, maybe this will be a thing if people really like the double feature. Maybe. I don't know if we'll be able to, we'll do our best. All right. We hope this episode brought a smile on your face. That, you know, what, the magic to your day, right? And that and all that, important sprinkle of pixie dust to your week. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, see, see you real soon. soon. Collect your belongings, watch your head and step, and take small children by the hand.